In April of last year, the provincial government uh, unilaterally changed the way they do business with municipalities in the area of fine collection. Now, prior to making the change, the province collected about 26% of the money and the rest was left for the municipalities. Now, they've upped it by about 50%. They keep 40% of that money. It's a fairly sizable jump that has really blasted a hole in the budgets of dozens of Alberta municipalities that are now short a bunch of revenue they're used to. So let's get some details on exactly what it's meaning for different uh, communities across our province. We're going to chat with Barry Morishita, who is the mayor of Brooks and the president of the Association of Urban Municipalities of Alberta. Um, Barry, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Uh, thanks very much, Shay, for the interest. So, first of all, let's just sort of uh, get the lay of the land here. We're talking about provincial fines collected by municipalities, right? What kind of uh, fines are we talking about here? So, so we're we're talking any provincial tickets. So we're talking, you know, speeding tickets, uh, any those kinds of things, and also sometimes um, municipal bylaw tickets. If they're not paid for in a set period of time, they flip into a provincial ticket because municipalities don't have the ability to prosecute, right? So then the province becomes becomes a provincial ticket and they take their share of those as well. Gotcha. Okay. Now, has this been a long standing, like since the beginning of time, it's the municipality's responsibility to collect these fines primarily? Yeah. So if you have your own municipal police force, and so we have several communities with their own municipal force, and then a, a lot of communities that are contracted to the RCMP, like mine, to provide municipal policing. Yes, we've always been you know, our jurisdiction, uh, we deal with those uh, issues, traffic, safety, and all kinds of other things. Um, yeah, so we've always collected them. And, and, and the fine revenue has always been, uh, you know, we supply a percentage to the province right. to take care of the prosecution, yeah. Now, that change in revenue, do I have the numbers right? You used to get um, about 74%, now you get 60% of what you collect, is that right? That's about right, yes. Um, you know, and, and in pure dollars, is about $32 million less. Eventually. Uh, Then we did. That's correct. Okay. Uh, And as you said, this money is typically used for, well, for for safety and law enforcement, right? Right. Because most most municipalities, what they do is they take that fine revenue and they put it into their uh, community safety budgets, whether it's for preventative, whether it's for actually in uh, policing budgets, or, you know, that's typically what it does. So, um, yeah, so that money disappeared from that and, and... all uh, the municipalities that were impacted had to make either budget adjustments, so less service, or they would have had to raise taxes in order to keep the service level at the same as it was the year before. Now, how many municipalities are raising the alarm here from the reading I've been doing? It's dozens, right? Like dozens and dozens of communities. Yeah, because every I think there's about 42, 45 contract communities somewhere in that range. There's also uh, eight or nine that have their own municipal police forces, and they've all been impacted by this. So, you know, for my community, for instance, we lost about uh, $68,000. That's about half of a police officer, but you can't contract half a police officer. Right. So between that and other downloads, we determined, we decided to manage with one less uh, active police officer on in the community. So that's a big deal when you only have 20. Okay, so you've gone from like 20 down to 19 police officers, yeah. at least in large part because of this change. Right. Uh, downloads from, uh, yeah, and you know, if for us, uh, that type of um, increase for us is uh, either half a percentage, just for one police officer, uh, between half and one percent tax increase to keep a police officer on the road, and then, um, uh, or, or a reduction in service. We don't really have any options. We have to balance our budget. Right. We don't have the options of running deficits. And the other thing, Shay, that's really difficult to manage for us 
is that it was, uh, you know, it's done without notice. So we're already done our budgets by December of the vast majority of us. And now we have to deal with an adjustment three quarters of the way through the year or a quarter of the way through the year because a budget has to be done. So that's difficult as well. Okay, so Barry, let's talk about that for a second. This was a decision that was made around the cabinet table. There was no consultation. There was no indication this may be coming down. This just was dropped in your lap out of the clear blue sky. Do I have that right? Yep, that's right. We uh, we learned about it on the embargo day for budget, which is the day of the budget, just like uh, a reporter would have. For instance, that's when that's when we learned of it. Wow. Um, has there been discussion um, further since this announcement was made with the province on this? We we've made it really clear that we would uh, like to talk about it and that why the arbitrary you know grab for money. And we and we understand you know um, that you know the prosecution shouldn't cost the provincial government anything. We understand that. And we've always said to them, hey, you know, we understand that there's fiscal problems in Alberta. We would like to work with you, but there are unintended consequences when you arbitrarily change the the finances of communities and municipalities. So we would like to be involved in that in the beginning. And that is, again, one of the problems uh, with this system. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, because we're not involved in that. So we just get to deal with it. We did reach out and say, hey, can we talk about this? And we were basically told no. Okay, a couple other things, because there, there's more to it. than like, Municipalities, it's not like you can just go in, as you said, increase taxes by this much. There, there's rules around that, too, that, again, come from the province, right? Absolutely. So, first of all, there's a lot of political pressure. If you recall a lot of the things that have said, been said provincially about municipality is, you know, we've, you know, we've lowered corporate taxes, for instance, so you need to keep your taxes low to yep. help the economy. We're all aware of that stuff. You know, I, a vast majority of uh, the municipalities in this province have had zeros or ones, very low, while trying to maintain services and accepting a lot of downloading and loss of revenue from the province over the last two or three years. So we've done that part. And then, you know, we, we pass a budget in uh, December, which is, you know, it's voted on and passed. And then we do a, a mill rate a law uh, that we do later on in the year before we send out tax notices. But we can't just all of a sudden mid-year just say, oh, guess yeah. what, we're short. Uh, we need to change that. We can't collect more property tax like in June or July, right? We are stuck with what we're stuck with. So the only adjustments after that point are to cut services or to... Uh, take money from somewhere else. That's it. Um, I'm wondering about a sort of a double whammy situation here because you, you're, you're losing um, this portion of revenue, which goes to community safety. Um, and we also know that your costs of policing for a lot of urban municipalities around the province and what they pay the province for that kind of contracting, that's gone up as well, right? Yeah, well, you see, there's, and it's going to continue to go up. So, uh, yes, we all we have that in front of us we have the rcmp contract negotiations going on we know that they're looking at uh, body-worn cameras and uh, a service revolver modernization all of those things uh, the government uh, you know sometimes like i said if we we're in a room to talk about it we could talk about yeah. this thing but we don't but all of those things are going to impact our budgeting we should be in a room talking about how to provide policing across the province in a in an efficient consistent you know way and because things are changing all the time, funding is, and it's a federal and provincial issue as well. So we shouldn't forget that it's a federal, some of it relies on the federal government. But at the end of the day, we all have to deal with this. But the way the 
province imposes those changes on municipalities when we have very little flexibility in budgeting is is just not a good way to do it and it creates a lot of problems for municipalities so everybody every municipality across the province that's 5000 people or more are paying for municipal policing and so that's how many communities are involved and there's that's big dollars for a small community and as you can see when you look at this chart you know 10 11 million dollars for Calgary that's a significant amount of service change one way or another that's and uh, we need to realize that that makes a difference in, in people's day-to-day lives and as you said in your community it means less officers on the street in chatting with other municipalities um is that the situation they're looking at you know deficits or reduction in services i mean i guess that's the only possible options they have on the table right right they can't run deficits so they they'd have to either reprioritize so someone loses so they have a zero-sum game budget wise so you can't spend more than you collect so that's one so they have to make either priority decisions um I know communities that have had, you know, community safety programs, whether they're putting in LED sidewalk or crosswalks, you know, trying to improve safety that way, have had to scale those things back. Um, I know communities that have used their uh, fine revenues to support more community policing by using uh, community peace officers or bylaw officers. I know communities that have had to scale that back. Um, So, you know, it's a multitude of things uh, that that communities make adjustments trying to reflect what's most important for their individual cities, towns, and uh, areas. But uh, at the end of the day, it just comes to that, less service or more taxes. And while we always try to provide good value for money, it's it's difficult when you're rushed, right? You get rushed to a decision. Uh, you have to get that balance uh, balancing done because you don't have mm-hmm. a choice under the Municipal Government Act. So, again, it would be nice to be in the room and say, hey, this is what we're planning on doing for three years you know we need to collect this we need to do that how are we going to do that and still maintain policing what does that mean to your taxes we got in a room and talked about this uh, at least uh it would be a, a a breath of fresh air in that regard yeah it would definitely change things uh barry thanks so much for uh, walking us through it i appreciate it no thanks for the interest Shay. and and like i said municipalities it's, it's a day-to-day thing and it affects people uh, yeah for sure right now excellent okay thank you barry thank you that is Mayor Barry Morishita of Brooks, who is also president of the Association of Urban Municipalities of Alberta.